Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Samantha Thompson. She is the owner and founder of Royal Feminine. How are you doing today, Samantha? I'm doing amazing, Brad. So happy to be here. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your personal story and journey. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time. Of course. So as I mentioned, you are the owner and founder of Royal Feminine. How long ago did you start this business and how did you come up with the name for it? Yeah, so I started this business about two years ago. It used to have a different name. But what inspired me to change the name to Royal Feminine is I noticed a lot of women not fully accepting their power, right? Because I work with women and there are many reasons why we don't accept our power, but the word royalty can be triggering and inspiring for people. And to me, it's really inspiring into, I believe we're all in a sense royalty, And the reason why I really connect with that word is royalty. Yes, of course, it means having access to luxury and resources and that kind of stuff. But you're also a leader. Mm -hmm. You're a leader of a tribe, a village, a group of people, and you're responsible for leading them. So I really resonated with that royal feminine in really anchoring like heart-based, luxurious leadership. Beautiful. I love the name. So judging by the name of your business, and I know you just mentioned, I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume you've chosen to focus your energy and business on working with and helping to empower women. If this is the case, why did you choose to focus your business solely on on women or did it just kind of organically happen that way? Yeah. So I love men and I think men have a, just equally as women, a huge purpose in this world in evolving our our states of consciousness and our world in general. And the best way I've found to actually support men as well is to support the women in their lives. So really helping women heal their relationship to maybe men or their trauma that might relate to men so that we're not taking it out on men or resisting men so that we can also empower the men in our lives. So I found I can actually reach more men by reaching more women. Makes and, sense. Yeah. And my personal experience is a woman being a woman. So yeah, I relate to that experience on a deeper level where walking through the world as a man is a different a different experience right? <laughs> <Yes>. culturally. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a bit about what Royal Feminine is all about? Yeah. So Royal Feminine it's the very root of it is stepping fully into your power. But what does that mean, right? It's a little, you know, buzzword. (laughs) It means really 
becoming friends with your wounding, your shadow, maybe any trauma that you've had, anything that has really held you back and turning that into your gift and, and healing that and still stepping forward in your personal evolution. So again, like really stepping forward into royalty. We all have our shit, but yeah. we get to really step forward and through our hearts and own our leadership, our medicine for the world, our soul's liberation for the world. Love it. What would you say excites or lights you up the most about the work you're doing with the women you work with? Mm, mm, I love this question. It definitely changes on a mm-hmm. monthly, weekly basis. Right now, yeah. it's permission. Okay. So I noticed a lot of the women in my world are going through a transformation or some sort of emotional experience on a collective level with, you know, transformation in the world happening right now. Right. And when I say permission, it's permission to be whatever is coming up right now. So like one of my programs that I do is like we go through the main emotions that women aren't really given permission to feel in today's culture. So like anger, sadness, sensuality, and confidence. Yeah. And tonight actually is our call for sadness. So it's really like permission to just be sad and that's okay. Yeah. Permission for emotional expression is what lights me up. Okay. Why is this mission you're on to help women so personally important to you? Mm, That like directly relates to the question right before it in how I answered because I didn't feel like my emotional expression was welcome in the world, in family and relationships, in life, in business, right? We're kind of taught to, you got to have it all together to be this leader. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure men have that same experience, I'm sure. And I call BS to that. (laughs) I think we're all human and we all have emotions, whether we're connected to them or not. And as I've reclaimed my emotions, I see how much it is a gift in my world to myself and to others in intimacy and connection in business. And that's what's really, really important to me. That's what fuels me in what I do now. We have to learn to be able to sit in those emotions. I mean, for me as a male, Mm -hmm. growing up as a boy, and I mean, my situation is a little bit different. I was surrounded by women. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. So mine's a little bit different, but I know situations where it's pushed onto boys that you're not supposed to show your emotions. You're not supposed, you're supposed to be a man and only girls cry and da, 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 and on and on and on with that. So I think that we need to learn collectively as males and females that it's okay to be in those emotions and let them mm-hmm. let them happen just sit with them and and learn to be in them at, at the moment and and let it let it take you over and it's okay mm-hmm. to do that it's okay to be upset it's okay to be sad it's okay to be angry it's just not let it rule your life yes Brad I love that you brought in the male perspective of that because it shows it's not just like a woman thing it's not just a man thing Personally, I think it's like a toxic masculine culture thing. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So it's really a systemic thing that I always root back into, you know, the macro picture. Like, okay, we are all this way because we are trained by a a culture. Yes. So, So, yeah, I love that. I think we just need to 
keep pushing that and, and teaching our children from a young age about these types of things. And that just because you're a male does not mean you can't feel sad or cry about something or whatever the case may be. It's okay. And same for women, of course, as well. It's okay to be in those emotions, but we need to start teaching our children from a young age so that they grow up just having that ingrained into them. They don't know any different. Exactly. That's where it all roots into, right? Yeah. What was the inspiration behind starting this particular business? Did this journey begin with your own personal struggles? Yeah. So this particular business has evolved from where I first started. Originally, I was working with women who had chronic pain, autoimmune disease, like health issues, health challenges. And that was where I was at, right? That was after I had healed my own chronic pain and health challenges. And then what it evolved into was I realized we can't just be focused on healing right. because that keeps us in that loop of like, I'm trying to fix myself. I'm suffering. I'm, I'm healing. It keeps us in a loop and we get to be focused on greater expansion in general. So now I do that through relationships and through business, but I still work with women who have health issues because the solution is in the space of overflow of love, overflow of joy, overflow of your soul's expression, really, and healing the the shit that's in the way. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about your personal struggles and what you dealt with? Yeah, of course. This conversation always makes me feel so many different ways, nostalgic, emotional and like also very disconnected from that reality because so much has changed you know right but my journey started about five six years ago my my first year in college and all of a sudden out of nowhere I started having terrible health symptoms I would get sinus infections all the time I would have like womb health problems I would have chronic pain muscular problems anxiety, depression, just kind of out of nowhere, it felt like to me. Right. And I went on this like frantic, crazy journey of I need to find a solution. I need to fix myself. I hate this. A lot of like inner turmoil. And I didn't find a solution in the medical system. I didn't find a solution in even the holistic doctor system although there are amazing western medical doctors and holistic medicine doctors but uh-huh. I, it just i didn't find a solution right there. and so then i gave up right like four years in, i was just like i don't even know what to do and then all of a sudden i realized i was making a decision about my life and that was to stay in the suffering and this is not to say it was my fault right we don't uh-huh. have any blame but I was making the decision that I'm never going to heal this. And I realized with one decision, I can actually change the trajectory of my life. And I made a decision, you know what, I am going to heal this. And I am going to live the life that I deserve and that I'm worthy of and that I love. And I'm not going to stop until that's my reality. And through that, I learned really the emotional trauma work and healing my body became healing my psyche and the energy, the emotions trapped in my body. And through that, I found unbelievable health and liberation through that. Yeah, I've learned a lot lately about how internal trauma, emotional trauma manifests in 
illness, different illnesses, mm-hmm. anxiety, and so forth. So it's very interesting that you say that and just reinforces what I've heard from many different people around that whole thing. So how do you think these experiences then have helped shape the Samantha you are today, both personally and professionally? Of course. I'd love to share that. And first, I wanted to give a little quick note on what you just said about how mm-hmm, sure. you're, you're learning about how emotions and inner trauma affect our illness. What's mm-hmm. funny is we've always known this. Like this is ancient wisdom, this right. is shamanic tradition that roots back into the early days of just like collective society. So I'm really passionate about like rooting back into, okay, what is the ancient wisdom that has always been true that we know to be true? And that is that physical problems, like, so, and this can be physical problems, like, okay, in our, in our businesses, physical problems in our relationships. Right. They all root back into something happening within us that is creating that externally. And you can see these teachings in like everywhere in ancient, ancient wisdom. So to answer your question, which was how is the shape who I am today? Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's given me the greatest perspective on life, I think. Yeah. It, that's really how it shaped me the most mm. is that it's given me a perspective that we can continue opening to love, to health, to money, to life deeper and deeper. And it's really our choice to move forward into that. And then, of course, with the right strategy and right practices. But it's really just given me a greater perspective that we're all quite limitless. We just get to choose it. I find it interesting that you mentioned money because I think that, excuse me, so many people have blocks when it comes to money. They don't think they deserve it or they don't think they think it's unattainable and all of the things around that. I think it's very interesting you mentioned that and that all comes from within as well. Past traumas, how we were raised, what we learned about money from when we were young. It's it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. What I find most interesting about the money conversation is that to me, we're never really talking about money because I think that whatever we're experiencing with money, we're also experiencing as a pattern in other areas of our life. Right. So how we relate to money might also be how we relate to love. Hmm. Am I worthy of receiving this love? Am I worthy of receiving this money? It's like a resistance to goodness. Like my life can be this good. Yeah. I can love my life this much. I can be this happy. I'm worthy of that. And like you said, there's trauma. There's, there's also like the, like you mentioned, the very specifics of, okay, what was money like in my family? Yeah. And that's a real, real experience for people as well. For but sure. I, think, I also think that it's a pattern that plays out everywhere. In our yeah. Lives. That's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Very interesting. So I'm going to, again, I'm going to assume here, I know I really shouldn't be assuming things because we all know (laughs) what assuming does, but I'm going to assume that you're a a big advocate of self-love and body positivity and obviously women's empowerment. Can you speak a little bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Yeah. Oh, what a journey. 
self-love has been what a journey so having like chronic health issues and stuff like that I really developed a war with my body and a hatred of it truthfully to be frank because I had all these symptoms and I was like what the heck I don't know how to fix it I don't know what's coming from body why are you doing this to me right that was the story that was playing and I've seen that to me self-love and body positivity is a relationship that we get to create for a lifetime, for a lifetime with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And just continuously like being curious. And for me, it's been being curious of, okay, body, what are you telling me? What would you like me to know? I trust your wisdom and just kind of loving whatever is there. That's part of the emotional trauma work. Our body holds all of that. Right. So kind of like loving her for everything she holds. She holds, and I say she because it's a feminine body that I'm referring to. Yes, of course. But (laughs) she holds all of our memories, our trauma, our joy, our wisdom, all of it. Mm -hmm. So really revering that wisdom and seeing it as, yes, it is a body and I'm appreciative of it, but it's also like so significant. It is like me, Samantha, all in one container. (laughs) Well, I think we have to learn to listen to our bodies as well. And, uh, you know, it's... I don't want to use the word funny, but when we hear self-love and body positivity, to me, it's automatically associated with women and how women have body positivity issues and self-love issues, but that's not the case. Men have them too. There's Mm -hmm. lots of men out there who aren't comfortable in their own skin, who don't love their bodies and don't love themselves, but it's just odd the way it automatically gets associated with women. Those, Those two words in particular those two phrases. Yeah. I wonder if that's because, mm, I don't know if that's true. I've like found on a collective level, it's not true for everyone, but women tend to be more expressed about their struggles. Yeah. I wonder if that's why, but I totally see it in men as well. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how when, when we're raised as boys, we're taught not to express our feelings. We're taught totally. that it's not boys don't do that. Grown men don't express their feelings. Grown men don't cry. And that I think that's all tied into that. And you're right. Maybe that is part of it that men just don't talk about it. And I actually, I would go so far as to say, I, I think that's exactly a big part of why, Mm -hmm. because men are taught not to talk about those things. It's not manly to discuss these things. It's not, you're not a man. If you're talking, if you're not feeling comfortable in who you are and who, how you're not comfortable in your own skin or you don't love yourself, that's not manly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure. So, so speaking on these things, I sometimes think that these words, self-love and body positivity and women's empowerment, because they're so I don't like the you the the word using the word overused, but mm-hmm. it's almost like they're watered down. And the meaning behind those three terms doesn't hold the water that it should. It doesn't hold the the value or the true meaning because mm-hmm. they get so used. Do you find that these are buzzwords? And I mean, what are your thoughts on on that whole movement? Do you think that the, I mean, I know the media has played a part in that, but do you think that that's true? Or do you, would you disagree with that? Mm, no, I, I agree with you. What I see is anything that has power can 
become like a mainstream thing and the power gets diluted. Yeah. Now, no one's really wrong in this. Like no one's doing anything wrong. I think most people have good intentions. I think, of course, there are some that maybe like hop on the bandwagon and teach these things that haven't experienced the depth of them. Yeah. What I believe is most important when we speak to self-love, body positivity, and women's empowerment is not to just talk about it, but to create spaces where people can feel it. Right. So it can become true for them so that they're creating a relationship with it themselves rather than just hearing a word and be like oh yeah I love myself you know yeah yeah my body's okay you gotta experience like the depth of it right Um, but I totally agree with you I think like I said anything that has power has potential to be quote-unquote mainstream yeah so speaking of empowerment what does that word mean to you Mm, soul liberation it Mm. means not letting past trauma past like the voices of other people anything your culture that you live in hold back who you really are so that's a continuous discovery forever and ever and ever and continuous liberation of who you are and stepping into that really it's just you-ness that is stepping into that power that's what it means to me love it so keeping with that theme of women and all of these things. What are your thoughts on the landscape of, because you are, you yourself are a female entrepreneur. What are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women run businesses? Are you seeing a shift in terms of more women making the jump into entrepreneurship? And if so, why do you think that is? Yeah, it's interesting to say, because I am fairly new, you know, the past two years, But I do continuously see more women searching for their sovereignty. So yes, to answer your question, I do think more women are trying to, or they are stepping into entrepreneurship, or they're just looking for something different, a different path. And the reason I think that is, is because I don't think our culture is built for the feminine energy. So women typically hold more feminine energy. So I don't think it's built for for women to thrive necessarily. It's very go, 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 very action oriented, very linear. And women work in cycles. We work in literally hormonal cycles and just the wisdom of nature works in cycles. Right? Right. The feminine works in cycles. And men have this within them too, but I think they're also built biologically differently and have a different experience of the world. So I think that's a reason why they're shifting from mainly corporate world into the entrepreneur world but the trap that I'm seeing happen is in the entrepreneur world there is also that toxic masculine culture in some worlds of go 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 do 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 you need this you need that yeah and women are giving their power away to these coaches that claim to have all the answers or these leaders that claim to have all the answers when really we have power within us And yes, of course, hiring mentors, that kind of stuff is awesome, but we have a lot of wisdom within us. And that's really a big piece of what I'm about is coming back to that and not giving our power to other people who quote unquote have the answers. What are your thoughts on this shift in mindset and how do you think women can continue to push through and continue to break down these barriers and ways of thinking in terms of 
um, the old boys club mentality from the 1940s that still exists in 2021. I mean, I think that's absolutely ridiculous, but Mm -hmm. what do you think women can do to continue to break down these barriers and shift the mindset, shift the attitude, shift that way of thinking and remove that whole thing? Because I, I, there's no room for it in today's day and age, I believe. Mm -hmm. The only thing I think women can do is what we can do. Right. Right. So what I mean by that is not actually necessarily trying to change other people okay. to to fit a new reality, I guess, mm-hmm. but to stop playing into the old ways. So right. what I mean by that is if I don't need validation from so-and-so, right? Yeah. From the boss that is trying to manipulate or control in some way. If I don't need validation from him or her who is playing into that old boys club kind of energy, they don't have any sort of power over me. Right. Right. So So essentially take their power away. Exactly. So you take their power away by giving it to yourself. Yeah. Giving yourself that. Okay. Mm -hmm. To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Mm, My greatest win. They're such small wins to me. Like everything is a like a win like for me to choose today to show up is a win for me to choose to launch a new course is a win my greatest win is yeah I think it's my choice like to reclaim my choice yeah um, to not let life choose me in a way for me to choose where I'm going in my life okay what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Ooh, this question's good. Unique. I've always had this beautiful, unique perspective, I think, on the world and ability to see others deeply. So that helps me, like knowing that I have an ability to see others deeply and to help guide them, I feel a responsibility to serve the world. Love it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? I think all words are really a feeling. Okay. You know, we're trying to communicate words, but really we're communicating things like feelings. Mm-hmm. So to me, success is 100% a feeling in our bodies. Of to, For me, it's freedom and depth. Okay. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? It's definitely coming back to the power of choice. Yeah, the power of choice. And the memory that's coming to mind is when I had kind of like fell victim to my circumstances around like the health problems and I had chosen, okay, I'm I'm stuck here, you know? Yeah. I had let myself fall victim to that. And we're not, we have choice in our life. Mm -hmm. We have choice in our lives 100%. And I got to choose healing and choose life and choose vitality. And what that did for me was it opened up worlds, it opened up my strengths, and it opened up like my ability to grow and evolve and actually create the life that I, I so deeply love now. Beautiful. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? That question is so deep. What comes to mind is to just literally keep like going, keep walking, keep moving forward because it all really does work out. So yeah, to keep moving forward. What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? I'm in a huge turning point in my life right now, actually. Okay. All right. 
I'm moving from, I, I live in Florida currently and my lease just ended and I'm in an in-between space of where do I want to move next? Where do I want to live next? And how it's affecting me is it is stripping away any false desire. It is really stripping away like the old self. And it's giving me that power of choice again. Like I could travel for months. I could stay here and find another home. I could move to Washington. Like I could do anything, Uh but I get to strip away any false desires, any, what would my family want? What would my partner want? All that kind of stuff. And I get to really decide what do I want? What is my desire? So I'm in that current alchemical transformation right now. And I'm excited to see what it takes me. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's great. Samantha, what would you say is your personal motto? My personal motto. It's always to come back to the body. Always. So if I'm feeling confused, if I'm feeling lost, if I'm feeling excited, if I'm feeling any of it, come back to the body and actually feel it. Because she knows what to do. Like my body knows what to do with it. The body is a lot clearer. The body is in the present moment, whereas the mind might, I don't know, create story. The ego lives in the mind. The yes. ego doesn't live in the body. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here now. So the next group in a question is just be one, two, three word answer type things. Okay. Awesome. How would you describe yourself in one word? Express. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Intelligent, honest. And loving. Okay. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To listen to the body. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Connection to divine intelligence or God or universe, whatever word. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? School systems. That's a good one, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the school systems are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> What is the first thing you think when I say the word future? I think about the now moment, like right now. Okay. As how we're creating the future. Entrepreneur life is? I'm adventure. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Yeah. My favorite way to unwind is? Laying in nature. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Awesome. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I have a mentor, Danny Dillard, who has taught me body wisdom and emotional wisdom and healing and energy work. And that has created such a deep intimacy with my own body. And then also when I work with other women, helping them with their, like, I do shamanic energy work. Right. So helping them heal different things as well. Amazing, that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life? Yes, I had another mentor who he mentored me for about a year when I didn't have any money to support my business before I started my business. She right. mentored me in kind of like how to do business. She helped me clear a lot of my own energetic blockages and the shadows and the patterns that were getting in the way. And that completely changed my life. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. If you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? 
I think uh, this is such a big question because I feel like there's no right answer. And I could say so many people, they would be people alive, like people that I look up to, um, leaders like uh, Layla Martin, who teaches women's sexuality and this all around liberation. Yeah, I would say her. Okay. What is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? Mm, fierce decisions. I've chosen this life fiercely and I won't unchoose it ever. Love that. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Mm, emotional intelligence slash body awareness as uh-huh. one. Grit, so like strength as another. And humility, the willingness to be wrong. That's a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. Being able to admit when you're wrong, that's a tough one for a lot of people. Uh-huh. I've been humbled many times. <laughs> many a time. <laughs> What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? An unexpected blessing or what? Or occurrence. Or occurrence. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for. You know, at the beginning of my entrepreneur journey, I thought it would take a lot less time to get where, <laughs> to get where I am. Yes. Today. You know, I thought it would take three months and it took two years. Oh, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> the growth that happened. In those two years, I would never ask for it to be done in three months, ever. Ever. I think that's a huge one is, and I think that's one of the things I I find that the downsides, or I don't even want to say downsides, but the, and I don't want to use the word negative either, but we don't talk about, I'm going to use the word, the term downsides. We don't talk about the downsides of entrepreneurship enough. It's always romanticized and it's all mm-hmm. puppy dogs and ice cream and rainbows. And there's so much other shit to it. Mm-hmm. There is downsides to it. There's the loneliness of being a solopreneur, the struggles, mm-hmm. the all like we don't talk about that enough. And the amount of time it takes, people jump into this thing. I was guilty of that too, where I was a year or so into my journey. I thought, fuck, I'm nowhere near where I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. So that that mm-hmm. is a huge one. I have personally experienced that one myself. And that knocks you back down off your pedestal and, and grounds you a hell of a lot when the, when you do realize that. Yeah, it's beautifully humbling in the most yeah. graceful way. It is for sure. It's frustrating, but <laughs> you're right. It is, it is humbling, very beautifully humbling as well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it gives a new, like, to me, it gave a new perspective on yeah. one life, but also yep. entrepreneurship that like the good stuff doesn't, it's not an instant gratification thing. It's a like plowing the land like, yeah. it's like a seasonal like really working for it but also allowing it sort of yeah. thing yeah there's no overnight success there's these five-year and 10-year overnight successes there's no true overnight success mm-hmm. it takes a hell of a lot of work and you have to be willing to put it in and do it samantha what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it She's free. She's just free to be who she is mm-hmm. and to share her wisdom and her soul with the people that desire it at the time. Um, people that need it, you could say, or the people that are ready for it. Yeah. Just free to create, free to be, free to express, free to have fun, free to love. Yeah. Free. free. Mm-hmm. What's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Most recent investment. 
I recently invested in a program called Creativity in Love, and it is a four-month program with a teacher, Madeline Moon, who teaches how to share love in a creative way. So how to open yourself to like vulnerable expression, communication, that kind of stuff. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Ooh, you have such great questions. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something along the lines of what makes you different from other people teaching the same thing. Go ahead and answer that question. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, I think no one teaching money, relationships, business, all that kind of stuff, no one is better than any other. But I think how we teach it resonates with different people, you know, and and that's how we get to choose who our mentors are. I blend a really, I hate the word holistic because it's so, like we said before, quote, like a little overused. My perspective on life is in patterns. So it's micro macro. So I'm able to really, I've created a system where we can look at like what's happening on your external life with your relationship to money, your relationship to men, and your relationship to, we can use the word God, source, universe, creator, or whatever that is for you. And I've kind of blended them all together in how we relate to them is going to look quite similar across the three. And that's because it roots into the energy system. It roots into our emotional patterns. So again, if I feel unworthy of receiving money, I likely feel unworthy of receiving love from my partner. Right. Or if I feel like I have to be a certain way to make money, I likely feel like I have to be a certain way to attract a man or a woman. Okay. So let's get to the root of things. That's what I learned in healing my body let's get to the root of things let's not mess around with any of the other stuff let's just get to the root of it which is to me the energetics and the emotional work that's where true transformation happens long term for sure yeah so that's what I feel makes me unique and I look forward to sharing it with more people because I think like more leaders more everyone just need to I'm inviting a deepening in our culture to look at things a lot deeper and look at things more at the root of them. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? To spend more time in silence without distraction. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lastly, Samantha, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? Last 30 seconds. I would say nothing else that we think matters matters. The only thing that matters is our relationship to ourselves, how connected we feel to God and how connected we feel to each other. So how can we prioritize that in our lives? Because we think we're searching for something when really we're searching for something completely, entirely different. Excellent. Thank you. Samantha, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share your story and your journey with us here. And welcome to the Empowerography community. This was a thoroughly enjoyable conversation. You are a true inspiration. I love your out your outlook and your take on things and very, very inspiring and interesting conversation. So thank you. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time to be here today and share. Thank you, Brad. You're such a good space holder and guide and question maker. And (laughs) I really, (laughs) 
I really appreciate, I'm sure you get this often, but you can never hear it too much. I really appreciate having a man hold this space for women and while equally knowing like you go through similar challenges and similar um, feelings, right? So thank you for, for creating this. Well, it's honestly, it's my pleasure and my honor. I mean, without all of the amazingly beautiful and inspiring women like yourself, there is no Empowerography podcast platform. So honestly, I owe a great deal of gratitude and thanks to you and all the other women who are part of this community and platform. So I put that back on you and say thank you and for wanting to be part of this community. And I mean, with each woman we bring into the community that becomes part of this platform and community, the more we grow, the stronger we grow, the better it is for everybody involved because each woman has their own individualistic journey to share and through these journeys, the hope is to help reach and inspire as many women as we can and grow the community. So again, thank you for sharing your story and your journey. And it's an honor to to be able to host this platform and to be able to hold space for all of you amazing women. Awesome. Yay. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Samantha Thompson. She is the owner and founder of Royal Feminine. Thank you again so much, Samantha. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Awesome. Talk soon. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.